If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs team. In this episode of The Transition, I respond to a listener's question requesting advice as he prepares for his transition from the military in 2024. Before you hear my response, be sure to subscribe to the Transition newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I'd also like to encourage you to check out my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, Bunker? It's the one and only Iron Mike Stedman coming to you from Newark, New Jersey. I'm energized and fired up today for a couple reasons. Number one, I got to spend some time with many of you out at the Milvet Startup Conference hosted by Context Ventures in San Francisco. It was an amazing event. Nothing beats hanging out with your tribe. You know, I've had so many amazing guests on this podcast, like Andrew Wogelmuth from Wove, um, as well as many others. And I actually hadn't met them in person. So going out to Milvet was a great opportunity to do so. The tribe, the brand is strong. You know, we got a lot of Bunker out there that was in attendance. Got to hang out with Blake, the CEO of Bunker Labs as well. And so I'm feeling energized all around about that. And at some point, I'm looking forward to getting Tim Shee on the podcast to actually talk about uh, the Milvet Startup Conference and all the amazing work he's doing at Context Ventures as I continue to do some e ecosystem mapping for the community. You know, I want every veteran venture capitalist uh, on this podcast. I know a lot of you are still in the early stages of building out your business models and raising capital. And so, you know, I want to have this as a, a resource for that. So be on the lookout for that. The other reason I'm energized is because I got a great message from a transitioning veteran by the name of J.P. Dube. JP, I apologize if I butchered your last name, who actually took me up on my advice to answer questions. So he sent me a message I'm going to read to you all um, shortly regarding advice for a transitioning service member interested in pursuing entrepreneurship uh, full time. And the reason I think is a great question, number one, I know there's a lot of you that are listening that meet that criteria. You're a transitioning veteran or married to a transitioning veteran and are trying to think about life after the service, and entrepreneurship sounds super appealing. Additionally, I know we have a lot of listeners that are working full-time jobs while they build out their side hustle. And so, or you're just listening to the show while you're working a full-time job, and you're thinking about a side hustle and don't know where to begin. And so that's why I think what I'm going to talk about today is going to be super helpful if you fall in either of those camps. And so let me go ahead and read the message I got from JP. Mr. Stedman. I can't even say I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller. I've only been listening to your podcast for the last three days. I find your podcast incredibly motivating, and now every time I'm in my car, I'm listening to your show. I'm taking you up on your offer to reach out. 
I've been thinking of a topic I would like you to do a podcast on. I'm a Navy captain getting ready to transition in the summer of 2024. Put the struggle aside about transitioning, which is significant. I'm searching for what I want to do after the Navy. I've been doing a lot of reading. I know I want to be an entrepreneur. However, I'm struggling to find what I would want to do. The topic I would like to hear on your podcast is what advice do you have for a service member who is 12 to 18 months away from transitioning and desires to be an entrepreneur? If you've already done a podcast on this topic, please feel free to take me back to my Missouri roots and show me. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, JP Smoka Dube. Man, JP, I just want to thank you so much for reaching out. Again, this is a great question. I love where your head's at. And hopefully um, I can give you some guidance on, you know, how to think about these next, you know, few years uh, before you actually do make that entrepreneurial leap. So my number one, the first piece of advice I have for you is to get plugged into a local entrepreneurial ecosystem. Now, this is a Bunker Labs podcast, so I'm going to tell you Bunker Labs is the place to be, not just because they sponsor this show, but also because that's where I came up. You know, I didn't know that there was this veteran entrepreneurial community out there for me when I left the military. You know, when I thought of vets, I always thought of like wearing the campaign covers or hanging out at the VFW and, you know, the other legacy organizations that are out there. And, you know, I was trying to find a new identity for myself post-military and I hadn't really, I didn't really self-identify yet as like, oh, I'm this, this veteran, right? But then I got plugged into Bunker Labs by way of Stanford Ignite, and I've never looked back. And so, you know, I'm super bullish on the Bunker Labs community. We create a safe space for veterans and military spouses and get plugged in there. We've got ambassadors all over the country. Now, I don't know where you're currently stationed at yet, but here's what I do know. I know that uh, by and large, you know, Bunker Labs is reaching out and touching a lot of people. And so I want you to get plugged into the ecosystem. And it's super simple. Just go to BunkerLabs.org, sign up for the newsletter. Um, and, and start paying attention to what's going on, right? We got programs, you know, that I'm always plugging on the show, veterans and residents, breaking barriers and entrepreneurship, um, and a lot of other stuff to cultivate community. So get plugged into Bunker Labs. Additionally, I want you to get plugged into some other uh, uh, local organizations, right? All across this country, there are meetups taking place with entrepreneurs, um, and just get in this ecosystem. Learn about what people are working on. Watch and pay attention to how people are pitching their ideas. You know, um, there's just there, there's ton of value there. You want to keep your ear to the dirt and you want to start meeting and connecting with other entrepreneurs, because when you do decide to go uh, launch your venture, this is going to be your support networks. And so what you want to start doing is you want to start cultivating that support network by getting plugged into the ecosystem. You know, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty plugged in here locally as well in Newark. So, you know, it's interesting. I got the veteran crowd, but then I got the Newark crowd and a lot of us tend to hang out at one spot here in town called Sahana's Cafe that I'm literally just coming back uh, from lunch where I was meeting with um, some other entrepreneurs for a project and stuff that we're working on. So find the local entrepreneurial meetup spot, find the local organizations and clubs and get plugged in. All right, next. Now you said like you don't know what you want to do next. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to start getting curious and explore your interest, okay? There was a time in my life where I was not a podcast producer let alone podcast hosts or anything related to podcasts. I discovered podcasting. I was listening in around 2012. That's when I started listening to them. But I didn't start getting curious about how to produce them and that I wanted to host my own show until around 2018. 
And now I run a whole damn production agency where we produce branded podcasts for clients all over the country. That would have never happened had I not got curious. And what it starts with is like, what fires you up? What are you interested in learning more about? And for me, what tends to happen is, um, let's say I'll use the podcast example, right? So start to get curious about podcasting, realize I don't know a lot about the back end of it. And so I start reading books. I start listening to audio books and listening to podcasts and educate myself on all things podcasting. And then I did that for probably about six months. And then I actually approached a podcast agency, sorry, podcast network called Gifted Sounds, went to their podcast studios and started talking about podcasting and this idea I had for launching my first show, Confessions of a Native Son. And that's what really got me to where I am now, right? It all just started by exploring a curiosity of mine. There's so much stuff that I'm interested in, not just that, right? Journalism is another thing, right? Like, I don't have a background in journalism, so I started to read a lot of books on it, mainly because I've been thinking a lot about narrative podcasting, right? How do you write these scripted shows? How do you do that stuff? And so I'm looking online, I'm studying different stuff. Um, and that's what I want you to do. I want you to start, you know, studying, right? Um, I just got back, mentioned previously, from the Milvet Startup Conference, okay? Now, although I do not have a venture-backable startup yet, and I'm not a venture capitalist yet, I do enjoy going to these events, learning about what's taking place um, in the broader ecosystem, right? Because I consider myself a small business owner, but the venture capital scape, the venture capital space is a little bit different, but that doesn't mean I can't be educated on it because not only do I have to know what I'm talking about as I continue to invite guests on this platform and understand what the community um, needs, but maybe later on down the line, right, when I start to have other uh, entrepreneurial aspirations, I'm well versed in what it takes to raise capital for a venture backable startup and what the venture capitalists actually look for. So what does that look like for me? A same thing, listening to books on audio, you know, reading books, going to the library, reading books about venture capital and, you know, startups, et cetera, uh, going to these events, right? Just really just starting to learn as much as I can talking to uh, peers of mine that have gone on to raise capital to learn about their experience, right? But the key to all this is I want you to kind of build your own little portfolio of learning and trying different stuff. And then what you're going to find out is you're going to find out where you keep getting pulled to, like more than anything else, right? What are you interested in doing, right? So, and there, at the high level, right, we start talking about entrepreneurship, you know, um, venture capital, all that other stuff. But then what about certain spaces that like you might be super interested in? Like for me, it was podcasting. For you, it might be something different. But just figure out like where that pull is. Like what are you excited to actually read and learn about? What fires you up? Because this is something we don't talk about enough in our space in general amongst the veteran community. It's like, man, you just got to try a bunch of different stuff. Go on an ex exploration phase. You know, don't you, you don't have to tie your whole life to everything that you do next yet, right? Just use this as an opportunity to just kind of find yourself, find out what, what lights you up, you know? So just get curious, get out there and start exploring. Next, what I want you to do is see where you can start actually gaining some experience, right? So again, I was able to gain experience on the podcast production side by just being in the ring. Got my first podcast client and boom, was off to the races. But before that, I did launch Confessions of a Native Son, which gave me the experience and the confidence to say, hey, I can launch podcasts for others, all right? 
Now, for you, I'm going to break this down. It's all hard. Entrepreneurship is notoriously hard. I don't care what business model you have, it's going to be hard, right? And a lot of times we get punched in the face a lot. However, certain markets are notoriously harder than others for first-time entrepreneurs. Opening a restaurant, notoriously hard. Raising capital and launching a startup, notoriously hard. So if you've never experienced entrepreneurship before and that's your first time doing it, right, um, the challenges that you're going to face and the amount of failure that you're going to experience that are just by nature with those certain uh, markets, you know, certain times people, they never recover. You know, so their first experience in entrepreneurship is trying to open their own restaurant or launch a consumer packaged good company or do one of these extremely hard, like, business models. And they're hard because the margin is just different. Like, I can get one podcast client and get really good margin versus, like, you got to sell a bazillion product to get the same amount of margin I'm able to get with a podcast uh, client. So um, that's what I mean when I say, like, hard, right? And so these are factors that you got to uh, understand. But what I want to encourage you to do is, like, where, what's something you can do that you can just get started with, like a side hustle, right? Just to get off the side of the pool, get your feet in the water, and start learning, right? Agencies, consulting, you know, these are great ways to get your feet wet, right? And you can also think about projects, too. So, like, launching a podcast, writing a book, you know, putting on an event, like, things like that. Those are all very entrepreneurial. The difference, though, is making sure you think from the beginning, like, how can you monetize this, right? That's what I want you to think about, too, about I want you to approach whatever project you're doing like a business because you are investing a lot of time, money, and energy in it. And I want you to think about, like, how can you tie this to something monetary, right? That way you get the experience of not only launching this cool side project, side hustle, whatever you want to call it, but you're also experiencing sales. And sales is very hard. For a lot of us because that we never had to sell before but when you become an entrepreneur you got to be able to drive revenue have to right have to have to have to there's no other choice because a lot of people tend to um you know they come with these great business ideas but they don't validate the business model and they end up in this purgatory where they have this idea but it's not moving forward because they haven't been able to generate revenue and that's not what i want for you so i want you to do a side hustle that allows you to get the experience of selling a product or service. The other thing I want you to consider is working at a startup or a small business. And the sole purpose of this is just to get that OJT. When we're in the military, everything is set up, right? We got standard operating procedures. We've got chains of command. We've got schools, houses that you go to, and all of the above. When you're working in a small business or startup, you're building that stuff from scratch. And so you need to see behind the scenes of how the sausage is made. Because it's not nearly as glamorous as you're seeing on social media, um, in magazines and stuff, et cetera. Trust me, I get it, right? Getting ready to transition. You're following people online. They look like they're killing it. Entrepreneurship looks like it's this great experience. And it is, but it's really freaking hard. It's really hard. You know, some days I feel like I suck at life. Like, really. I mean, and I, you know, I was at an event with my coaching group, The Lions Pride, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And we brought in a, a guest speaker by the name of Dr. Nate Zinder. I think it's Zinder? Zinder? Zinzer. Nate Zinzer. Dr. Nate Zinzer, who wrote a book called The Confident Mind. And I was able to ask him, I said, you know, Dr. Zinzer, 
you know, when I was boxing in college, I don't ever remember reading books about like human performance or, you know, how to be a better boxer and this and that. Right. I just trained. Maybe I studied film. I did study film and watch a lot of boxing stuff, but I just I just worked. I just worked and I got really good. Entrepreneurship is so different. I'm always reading. I'm trying to like get that elite edge. I'm studying all the time. And I asked them why that is, right? Because I was like, damn, like, I don't ever remember doing it for boxing. Yet here I am as an entrepreneur, and I feel like I'm reading everything I get my hands on. And one of the things he told me was because there's so many variables with entrepreneurship, right? That you're just having to solve problems that you've never seen before. There's not like that repeat system. And it's just so hard. And so that's why it challenges people uh, to go on this like self-help journey really is what I'm talking about. That's what I meant. Like, I don't ever remember reading self-help books when I was boxing, but yet here I am reading them all the time. And it's just forcing me and challenging me in a way that I've never experienced before. And so um, that's what I want you to understand is what you're getting yourself into. I mean, this is a, this is not just some fun and games, man. This is life and how you're going to spend it and how you're going to spend your time. And so before you make that leap, Right. I want you to see again behind the scenes. I want you to realize that, like, this is the Wizard of Oz. You know, there's people behind the scenes pulling a bunch of strings. But guess what? They're making it work. And the longer you're able to stay alive as an entrepreneur, the better you get at it. But early on, it's brutal and it's rough. And so I want you to see how it's actually done. Um, thankfully for me, I got OJT at a couple different startups and things. And it took me almost like two years for me to for it to click that like, yo, this is actually how it's done. You know, I tell every entrepreneur I come across, yo, businesses are built on Google Docs. You know, I know everybody loves to go out there and pitch and sit on the panels and feel important and record podcasts, but make no mistake, you're gonna spend a lot of time in Google Docs, you know, uh, writing fiction. And that fiction is your business model and all that. But guess what, man, once you realize that's what it is, it's not gonna be blockage for you. It's not gonna hold you back. So that's why I want you to get in Get some experience, right? And learn. And I don't care, like, if, remember what I was saying about get curious? That can even include going to one of your favorite uh, restaurants or small businesses in town and just talking to the owner. Just ask them about their experience. Just learn and learn how they make money, right? Um, maybe, maybe do an internship or something, right? You just want to get some real-world experience seeing behind the scenes. Once you do that, I want you to start connecting the dots, okay? So I read this book by Dr. Noon M. Campos called The Myth of the Idea and the Upside Down Startup. Now, you don't have to read this book. It's a little bit academic-y, but essentially what he argues is that so often we sell this, this myth of the idea that like some entrepreneur comes up with a great idea that solves a problem for a particular group of people and then they're off to the races and they're building a successful business, yada, yada, yada. When in reality, the idea should come last because one of the things that you want to think about is like what resources can I bring uh, to the entrepreneurial space? What am I talking about? There's an old saying, cash your bucket where you are. Okay. What social networks are you already a part of? What deep industry expertise do you already have? Let's say leadership in your case, because you spend all this time in the military, um, et cetera, right? What human capital do you have that you're able to leverage? So, other people um, in the space that you know that you can connect the dots with and stuff, et cetera. Then you want to think about the execution. How much time can you commit to this, right? So realistically, Monday through Friday, right, how much time can you commit to this venture and stuff, et cetera? And then lastly, 
okay, now that you think about what social networks you're a part of, what human capital you can bring, um, how much time you could commit, then you say, okay, what idea makes the most sense, right? So in my case, right, let's use me, for example. I was like, oh, I want to start a boxing gym, okay? I already knew boxing, three-time national champion from the Naval Academy, two-time most valuable boxer. This was my jam, okay? Now, although I didn't have social connections in Newark um, per se, right, I did have a few connections I made over the years that I knew would fund me to help get Ironbound Boxing started. So I didn't get a lot of capital early on uh, in Newark local, but I did have connections in the veteran space that I was able to leverage to do that. How much time could I commit to it? Well, I worked at a private school in downtown Newark. I worked in the evening, so I had the majority of the day to start building out the gym and work on that. I could coach boxing, you know? So I put that all together and what became Ironbound Boxing. So I want you to think about like the whole thing, like really, don't just fall in love with an idea that solves a problem. Fall in love with something that you have a really deep competitive advantage in, a market that you understand and you can commit to it, you know, because you might get another job when you're transitioning out, right? You want to land steady. So you might have to take a job for a little bit. And so um, just be realistic of what you can do. And additional to that, I want you to think about this thing called the hedgehog strategy. And it comes from Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great. Number one, what are you passionate about? Number two, what are you the best in the world at? And number three, what drives your economic engine? All right, so let's go back to the beginning. Boxing, right? So I'll use myself as an example again. I was super passionate about boxing. Loved it, loved amateur boxing. I was best in the world at building a grassroots boxing program from scratch, right? All I needed is some gloves and an open space, and we can make it work. And then what drives our economic engine? Powerful storytelling marketing that gets us 10K plus donations. So every one of our stories is worth a 10K donation, all right? Now, I want you to think about you, okay? What is something that can drive your economic engine? Maybe it's you selling a certain number of products. Maybe it's a service that you offer at a fixed fee. But the whole idea behind this is this is really your simplified business model that you can articulate it because this is where people get caught up. They can't explain their business model, i.e. how they make money. And this hedgehog strategy is going to guide you to that. And you're going to just keep leaning into it. You're going to keep leaning into it. You're going to keep leaning into it. Now, um, and this framework is really powerful. And I'm a big proponent of frameworks because it gets our ideas out of our head on paper in an executional form. So if you've got more questions about hedgehog strategy, um, you can reach out to me. I'll probably write a newsletter about it now that I think about, think about it um, to help you out some more. And then lastly, you just got to get in the game. Because this is like a hot stove. It's like, you know, people, you tell people the stove is hot, but they still don't believe you. So they have to go touch it for themselves. And then that's when the real learning starts happening. They're like, oh, damn, he didn't lie. Like, it's really hot. Never do that again. Well, you're going to get beat up, right? Like, I think about my life before this whole entrepreneurship thing. It's like night and day. Um, I So much so, like, I'm almost... Sadly to say, I'm almost forgetting about it. Like, what was it like before then? Like, I don't ever remember having anxiety or being anxious about, you know, the next day um, until I became an entrepreneur. You know, most of us, right? You work a job, you're in the military. Yeah, you might stress out about some things, but man, you never have to worry about where your money's coming from. 
right? You know you got a place to lay your head. You've got health insurance. you got all these different things, right? Then you transition out. You work your full-time job. You get your civilian job, whatever it is, and the same thing. And I remember for me, like, I was going to grad school. I was doing a bunch of stuff. I was loving life. But, man, once I caught that entrepreneurial bug, I just couldn't drop it. And I firmly believed, I was like, oh, man, you know, there's all this support out there for veteran entrepreneurs. People are telling us we need more veteran entrepreneurs. I can do it. And I took that leap. And I, I jumped out the airplane with no parachute. And I've, I've been building it on the way down ever since. And I failed so miserably. I told y'all, man, I liquidated my savings. I sucked at sales. I didn't violate the business model. I made all these mistakes. Right. And I'm still alive, still doing good. But man, it's 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 these are things I don't think I would have learned had I not jumped. Like you can sit in the classroom and learn about cash flow management and stuff all you want. But until you're really in a cash crunch, until your livelihood is tied to your business. Right. Like you're never going to understand the depth of what it means to build a business until you're actually in it. And so um that's why I want to make sure you're preparing yourself and you're setting yourself up for success right now. In all seriousness, you could just transition from the military and start a business that day. Now you might do all right, but here's what I'll tell you. Like 99% of us won't because uh, we'll say 90% of businesses fail within the first year. That's one of the reasons why, because they don't have the, the frameworks that I talked about before, a way to think about things. Um, you know, people just came up with these ideas. Maybe they took out some money and, you know, now they're deep in debt or the business failed. And I don't want that to be you. But you do have to get in the game at some point. Can't be sitting on the side of the pool the whole time. So let's just recap real quick. All right. Number one, get plugged into an ecosystem. Make sure this includes Bunker Labs. You won't regret it. Number two, get curious. Start exploring your interests. Number three. Get some experience, launch your own side hustle, work at a startup or small business or launch a project or something. Just make sure you can monetize it. Step four, start connecting the dots. This is what we call that resource led entrepreneurship. When I meant cash your buckets where you are, it's like what can you already bring to the table today and develop your hedgehog strategy? What are you passionate about? What are you best in the world at? What drives your economic engine? And then number five, get in the game. I hope this was insightful for you. And again, if you ask uh, 10 different veterans, you might get 10 different answers, right? So now you're going to be in that phase where you're going to be getting a lot of advice from people, but ultimately you have to make the right decision. Here's another thing I know, and this isn't backed by like science or anything, but I tell people, I often tell transition veterans, it takes like three years of transition before you like fully come into your own. And then you still have some growing to do. Because, like, when I got out, I had a shaved head. I had a protein shaker. I used to shake when I walked around. I was listening to Jocko podcast. I was super intense. Now I'm pretty laid back, man. I drink mocha lattes and do meditation. I'm just a lot more chill. I don't take myself as serious. And so that identity and the way we've done things in the military is just different in the civilian world. And you got to understand that. And so you're going through this self-exploration of yourself at the same time while you're trying to launch a business. And I don't know if you have a family or not. I'm going to assume maybe you do, but then you have that as well. And so there's just so many factors that are at play that it's going to be hard like to throw um, anything extra on the fire 
as you're going through all these different ranges of emotions and experience. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Follow the advice I gave above um, and let me know if this was helpful. And for those that are tuning in, like I've said before, if you have a question you'd like me to cover on the show, feel free to shoot it to me. Shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. This is not my podcast. This is your podcast. We're here to serve the community. Um, and I want to bring as much uh, weight as I can to this platform so you guys feel strong, you feel empowered to meet the challenges that lay ahead. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. <laughs>